You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth in relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Good evening. How's everybody doing today? I'm going to talk about something that's Effective has affected every aspect of our lives. You want to know what it is? Yes. It's called trust. <laughs> she was excited for a moment, and then she lost it just for a minute, moment. She just uh, said, "Oh," because trusting is fundamental to every aspect of our relationships. How many of y'all in a relationship got a relationship? Yeah. With our friends. With our family, with our co-workers. In fact, we spend more time at work than we do at home. But most importantly, what is your trust like with God? Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the whole piece. Is what is your trust relationship with God? So what I'm gonna talk about tonight, the title of this message is called Trying versus Trusting. Trying versus trusting. And I'm gonna give you some some indicators of trying and, and how that impacts our lives, okay? What does it mean when we say we're going to try it? <laughs> can, can you guys give me <laughs> – oh, let's pray for it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just say thank you. I thank you for everything that you've done, that you're doing, and you continue to do in our lives. I thank you that you are the only true and living God because as we go through these time frames and these periods, we start to see 
that other things are coming up, other so-called gods coming up. But you are the only one. You are the only one that can do what has been done. You determine what a day is going to look like. You determine about how you created each one of us to have differences. The way our hair is, the way our skin is, the way we talk, the way we walk. We just thank you that you thought about all those things. And you didn't want us to be like each other. You wanted us to be the way you designed us. As we look into you and grow in you, we thank you in advance that we have your favor manifested in our lives. And we just call these things done right now in Jesus' name. We speak to strife and division, and we command it to leave. We speak to distractions that would try to stop us from listening to your word that's going forth. And we just thank in advance that anything that, that is not of you, we just command it to leave in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about what does it mean to try? <laughs> Trying is, is making an effort. You know, it's like when we make an effort to achieve or to attempt a goal. Okay? You know, trying has us, um, it's sort of like this root cause is it. In trying, we have to focus on our abilities, our skills, and our efforts. Whose abilities? Ours. Ours. And so somehow along the line, we got into our, our head that the harder we try, the easier it gets. How many of y'all found that to be true? The harder we try, the easier it gets. And, and you know, what, what I find interesting is like when you look at sports games and, and you know, like basketball or football, and you can see like that last pass when you have to have it or that last shot when you have to make it. And you can tell the difference between someone who sees it who rests in the challenge. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What does it mean to rest in the challenge or the opportunity? Let's check. Who, who rests in the opportunity? Let's change the challenge word. Let's just get rid of it. That's too much trying in there. Let's step into the opportunity. You can tell the person, the, the, the pro, any of basketball and football, those are the main things that I've, I've watched. But what it is is that they feed the ball to that person because they know that person feels confident in making the shot. They're not trying to trying to make the shot. They are confident knowing that they will make the shot. So I want you to write this down because it's going to get deep on you, okay? It's going to get deep on you. The harder we try, the worse it gets. Now you've got Curly over there cooking and she, I can hear groaning over there. <laughs> I'm telling you, the harder we try, the worse it gets. Do you know do you have any idea that, you know, when, when they start to allow babies to learn how to swim, when they're just babies, uh, you, you don't tell them that they got to move their arms or anything like that. You just want them to float. So the reason why a baby is so easy to float is because they don't know that it's water. They just know they're in something. But they just float. They relax with the water hitting their back and so forth. But then if you put a human, you put an older person in water, and then what happens is <laughs> <laughs> and my wife said, we go to the bar because they think they have to do something. They, they're trying to swim when the, the project was, the first step in learning to swim is that you have to learn how to float. But because we feel like we got to try something, we got to do something, we got to use our own gifts and talents to try to make that water move instead of resting in the fact that all the gravity has always been situated, and all we have to do is rest in, on the water. But we're trying to move. We're trying to make things happen. 
And based on the demand, what we're trying to do is place a demand and not a comfort and a trust. That's a big, that's a big mindset. When we try to do something, we're placing a demand on ourselves that we have to trust ourselves. We are the only ones that can get it done. And then we step out of that comfort place, out of that trust. Prior to, to, to coming down tonight to do this, I've been working on a PowerPoint. All of a sudden, I lost it. Lost the whole thing. So I called my techno, technician. I said, hey, Michelle, have you? Because see, Michelle always got a clue. She got a way with, with electronics. So I said, Michelle, have you ever lost uh, on your PowerPoint? And, and she said, yes. And so I looked at her with that hope in my eyes that I always have that she can solve it all. <laughs> I said, she, uh, you know, because I say some of these things, what happened to the rest? She said, well, uh, that's gone. <laughs> okay? Okay? So now, okay, see, see, now, let me take y'all to the place. What did we talk about last week? What did we talk about at church? What emotion am I feeling? It's called panic. What emotion do I want to feel? It's called comfort. So I said, okay. See, when, when you wash your face, that changes everything. So, so you, when you're having a challenge day, even at work, go in there and wash your face. Throw some water on your face. Because once the water hits your face, it changes your mindset. Because all of a sudden, you are refocusing on something else. I'm just telling you, God's word works every way we go. When he says we need to replace the thought, think on these things. I, I'm not even going to say all those things because you automatically know about it. But, 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 let, let me talk about some things that you have tried or we tried. Now, don't get mad at me. Listen to me. For those who are out there, I'm talking to women, trying to get that man. The moment you shift to trying, you come across as desperate. The man picks up the desperation and he might try to get some but not get you. Mm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? This is real time. So when you are desperate for a relationship, that can be read. Remember how I say we talk to each other? We talk to each other spirit to spirit. So as a result of that, that person doesn't have to be a Christian, but they're reading your desperation. They're need, reading your neediness. And it can be vice versa. It could be uh, a man after a woman. That same thing. That woman can read your desperation. Oh man, he he got to have he got to have a woman. That's that 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 that's just too much for me. That's what the woman might be thinking. That's just too much. Uh, that person come across real needy. Okay, she everybody okay? Everybody seems to be okay. <laughs> they making it. See, I'm saying y'all making it. All right. Another thing, you fear over your fear of overspending. You've been in debt. You know what debt feels like. And, and all you can think about is something's going to happen. I'm going to get out. I'm, I'm going to get into debt, and, and so I'm not going to spend. Spend on the things you need: toothbrush, toothpaste, cologne. I mean, you know, the order. Or the harder you try to save, the more you place you placing a demand on losing. Because what's being triggered is fear of loss. So this, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking about trying. This is all about trying. So the more you try, try to keep something for fear of losing it, then you're operating in fear instead of faith. 
Guys, this, this thing is real. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just telling you, it is so real. In a relationship, the more you try to make it work, the more you're sending out signals. It says, I'm afraid to be alone. I can see myself being without. So you overcompensate with your trying instead of any entering into your trusting. Okay? Mm-hmm. Got any questions? Have you ever experienced, have you ever felt like giving up after trying repeatedly with no success? So, so let me show you you can give us a, a little blurb of what that was like or what, what you tried. And we're not going to call it your name tonight. Okay? I'm working on it. Okay? I have. Okay? Michelle? Yeah, I've tried and tried and tried to get things right. And the more I tried, the worse it got. Uh-huh. And then when I finally relaxed and just started doing it, okay, it got better. Okay. Awesome. Appreciate you. Awesome. Anybody else want to share? She has the, the, the lights on the mic. Put me on. Good. The, the mic. The lights aren't on the mic. Mm-hmm. They are on. You on? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I just checked. I had to ask. So, what does it mean to trust? That that that's the next question. What does it mean to trust? I just told you what does it mean to try. Now let's talk about what does it mean to trust. Could you hear anything? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What does it mean to try? Explain that. Now, what does it mean to trust? Trusting is believing in something or someone beyond our abilities. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, when, when you got to go to a mechanic, you you try looking at the engine, you tried to read this, and you tried reading that, you know, the manual and different things, and it still didn't appear as if it was working. But then all of a sudden, you, you like everybody should build themselves, have a trust relationship with their mechanic. Because that's something you need. And so I go to the same mechanic because I trust him. He will tell you, no, you don't need that. Uh, no, you just need adjustment on that. No, I don't have to charge you for that and so forth and so on. So he doesn't do anything that does not need to be done. So that's developing a trust relationship with your mechanic. Sheila, what you got? Um, well, let you know, um, one person said that when you try to get a job, uh-huh. Um, it was hard, but when he relaxed, he got it. Okay. And another one said to try to save money, and unexpected expenses came immediately. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so just just equate trying with doubting. Trying with doubting, and whatever that area is. So, if you're trying to uh, make sure that your money is in the right place, then there's a fear somewhere along the line about losing finances, losing money. Relationship is the same thing. It's like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to make a mistake. So you overcall. You over uh, come after, pursue. Okay? So trusting involves, check this out, difference between trying and trusting. Trusting involves placing our faith in something or someone other than ourselves. Tell me who you think that someone is. That's God. That's God. We're placing our trust in God. Have you ever put your faith in someone and had them let you down? Everybody going to type in yes. Actually, Reverend had already typed to have total confidence in someone or something. Okay. Okay. 
Have you ever trusted in God to provide for you? And you were blessed. Now, I know we, we're going to have people that say they didn't feel like he gave them what they believed for. But have you ever had God provide for you? And you were blessed when you put your trust in him. And I'm, I'm going to go into what trust means, the confident part of trust. What we got, Sheila? Megan and Sharon are chiming in with yes for that one. Okay. Okay. Thank you for your, your, your honesty, guys. Honestly, vulnerability breathes freedom and it breathes faith. You have to have faith in order to be vulnerable. But what happens by using faith and vulnerability together, you get peace because it's out. You no longer have to act like you got it together in certain areas. You can just be free. Amen. Um, Reverend also and Ed also with a big thumbs up. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So trusting means more than believing in who he is. And who you think I'm talking about? I'm talking about Jesus. So when we trust it means that we we have stages of trust. The more you get to know him, the more you trust him. But the thing about trusting in God is we have, how do I want to put this? We have multiple layers of the more time we spend with him, the closer we get with him. Because see, it, it, it's awesome when you can spend time with someone and you can be who you are. You can relax because he's not condemning us. He's believing in us. So when, when we believe in him, trust begins when we know we believe him more than who he is. You understand what I'm saying? When we first got born again, we didn't know God was like this. But when we trust him, that means we believe more than who he is. We will start to believe what he says, the word that he uses, the way that he talks to us. See, we can have a lot of friends and a lot of relationships, but when God talks, he's the only one that talks like that. He has that soul. Okay. Thank you, Father. When he talks, he speaks to every part of us. He speaks to every part of us. And we can have confidence in him. And things go on because a, a lot of the times we don't want to hear everything he tells us. We want to hear that we're going to get that big raise, but we don't want to hear him telling us that we need to start showing up for work. We need to be faithful in the things that he's giving us. You know, uh, my daughter was taking a, a Dave Ramsey class, and, and the latest information that he has is only 5% of Christians tithe. 5%. Now, I, I'm just being quiet so you can think about that. Are you in the 5%? Are you? Is tithing such a big part of our process that we don't trust God that if we give the money to man, that man is going to do something with it that dishonors God? Maybe some will. But wh wh what are some reasons you think people don't tithe? Oh, I'm sorry. What are some reasons you don't think Christians tithe? Mm. When we operate in trust and we start to trust God, what happens is that's assurance that leads to action. <laughs> so when you, we want to get more done, we start trusting God and that trust in him and what he says and how he does with what we talk to him about is an assurance 
that he is leading us to action. See, he'll just tell us in a moment, take this step, go right, go left. No, step back, don't say anything. Have he ever told you to be quiet about this? Give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. And if you feel real honest, you can acknowledge that it was about this or it was about that. Well, he told you, don't say anything, be quiet. Share what you got. Um, some of the reasons that people say um, that people don't tie when he says they're cheap. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Will says they think they don't have the money to tithe. Okay, okay. That, that's again that try thing. And Ed says he ties. Ed says he's tied. Thank you, Ed, for tying. Okay. What does the Bible say about trust? Let, let's look at a scripture. In Psalms 28, verse 7, in the Amplified Bible, it says, now, now, I want you guys to check out what it says, though. The Lord is my strength. So when I'm relying on anything else other than the Lord, he is my strength, my pool. That means you can't break through it. Shield. Remember when we put on the arm of God and we say the shield of faith? You know, we put that shield up. Some people can't even put the shield up because they think they got it all together. They think they're alive because of who they are not because of who he is. Uh, keep on going, then I'll get back to you. My heart trusts with unwavering confidence in him. And check this next verse out. And I am helped. Because I trust in him, I am helped. When, when I lost that, that PowerPoint and I started talking to him, I am helped. Because he's starting to allow me to remember everything that got lost. Because I trust in him. He is my strength. He is my shield. My heart trusts with unwavering confidence in him. And I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I shall thank him and praise him. Now, me and my songs, I sing them by myself. <laughs> That's between me and God. Okay. Right, Michelle, what, what you have? Um, a couple more people chimed in for the reasons that people don't tie. Okay. Um, uh, Kenna says um, some think that they are giving is a loss to them. Okay, there it is. Right there. Okay. Gain. Okay. Ooh. And another um, Reverend says they don't trust God because man has let them down before. Okay. Okay. And, and, and what was the first Ken to say? Um, some think that they're giving is a loss instead okay. of a gain. Okay. And, and so that's the trying part. When I give. It's a loss and not a gain. This is real stuff. Thanks, Reverend. All right, so, so what else does the Bible say about trust? In Psalms 56, 3, verse 4. See, you can have your mindset. You can have your opinion about something. But when you get the word on it, that's a total different thing. Because now you are trusting in the word more than you're trusting in your word. You're trusting his word, a God who cannot fail. God that don't even know what failure is. So when you get his word in that situation, that word is alive and functioning in a way that you can't see, but it's manifest. The Psalms 56 verse 3 and 4 in the Amplifier says, when I am afraid, I'm talking about these emotions, God. When I am afraid, I will put my trust, not just my trust, but my faith in him. See, we determine how much we want to give to God. How much of us do we want to give to God? It could come to a place where I put my trust, but I don't want to put my faith. 
And so now you can have the trust, but if you don't have the faith, faith is an act. It's a movement. It's something that we do. So you can have all the trust you want if you're not moving with the trust or standing with the trust or talking with the trust or moving with the trust or believing with the trust. In God whose word I praise. So I want to talk about how good he is. In God, I have put my trust. And didn't say I put it in man. I put my trust in God because God will direct the man or the woman. Have you ever had somebody come up and bless you? But, but see, here it is right here. In God whom word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. See, when we are trusting God, God can talk to the people in the midnight hour. God can talk to the person overnight. See, some positions you have, you don't even know how you got them. But while you were sleeping, he was talking to human resources department. He was talking to that person that, that knows, that don't even know you, but on the lookout for you. I mean, I'm talking about the favor of God is manifested in such a way when you give God the praise. And it said, it goes on to say, now this is Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4 in the Amplified. It says, I shall not fear. What can mere men do to me? See, see that thing big, buddy. That thing big. My daughter had somebody at, at work that was acting special against her and so forth. We prayed about that situation, and and, uh, and this is not a cuss word. All hell broke loose on them. Because, guys, she put up confidence that in God. And we said, you don't have to say anything. Let us pray about it. Let us go to our Father about it. See, when you see, see that's trust right there. It ain't trying. That's trust. Okay? Mom, Dad, say don't say anything. I'm not going to say anything because I trust the God that they serve. And then all hell broke loose. See, see, when we find out, people can talk against us, and guess what? They will. <laughs> I'm not using faith for that. That's just reality of man, of mankind. When you start to advance and they can't figure out how, and you give your glory and praise to God, when people ask you, well, how did you get that? God gave it to me. God blessed me with it. I don't believe that stuff. Well, then you keep having what you have, and I'm going to keep getting more of what I got. What does the Bible say about trust? Now, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, uh, Mr. Ed Whitey, I think this is your verse. You, 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 you really like this verse. It said, trust in, rely confidently on the Lord with a part of your heart. Did it say part? Mm -mm. With all of your heart. And, and, and I'm going to talk about what that all means. And do not rely on your own insight and understanding. That's why, guys, I live off the creed that say, Holy Spirit, show me what I need to see, that way I don't have to trust in my own understanding. I can trust in his. I know he knows everything. In all your ways, <laughs> make in all your ways known and acknowledge and recognize him. So, so who are we supposed to check out? We're supposed to rely on him in all our ways, no matter what we're about to do. We need to rely on him. We need to recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth. Check this out. This part right here. I love this part. Removing obstacles that block your way. So, so he makes sure that the path is smooth. The rocks are out of the way. The people get out of the way. Now, I don't mean we're trying to run over people. I'm talking about people who try to stop your dreams from becoming a reality. But see, that, I'm still talking about trust. 
where trust comes in is when we can allow God to do what he does. If he tells us to go this way, don't go the other way. He tells us to cover this, cover this. Because that way he's removing all the obstacles. So that's why I say I love it when God tells me where he wants me to minister and how and what on what's topic on. Because then he's responsible for the outcome. But if I want to go my way, then my way still would have some of those obstacles in the way. But he's removed them all as long as I'm doing what he told me to do. So you got something? Mm -mm. So what does the Bible say about trust? Now, the word heart, let me give you the definition of what the, he means by heart. But he says, trust in the Lord with all their heart and lean not into their own understanding. So your heart is the seat of our life and strength. So it's not just the thing that, that beats, but it's the source of that life. It's attached to our mind, our soul, our spirit our entire emotions, our nature, and our understanding. So can you understand why the enemy is after your heart? Not only is it after your mind, but it's after your heart. Because, because after you think a certain way, it's going to go to your heart. For error or for truth. And we want it to go to our heart. Because you can see how many, how many elements that heart is responsible for. It's the seat, meaning that the deciding factor of our life and our strength you can hear people say, when you lose heart, you don't live long. Because that's the seed of your desire. I want to live. I want to come out of this. I want to stand tall. I want to give God praise. But when they lose their heart, there's not much left. With all my heart, that's trusting in and relying confidently on the Lord with all my heart. So when we're talking about trusting with our heart, that's relying confidently on the Lord with all of our heart. You know how when, when, when um, sometimes we start relationships and we're not sure about people and we'll save a little part of our heart, make sure that it don't get hurt or crushed. We don't do that with God. Well, we might start out, but the more we find out about him, the more we love him, the more we, we can look at our life and see how he blessed us and took us from different places to on high. Because he said he'll rise us up. He'll make sure that they, these things start to happen. But what happens is when we start to trust him with all our heart, and without all our heart means that we make him a priority in our life. How do we make something a priority? Because we give it our time. We give it our energy. We give it our talent. And we give it our resources. I mean, the body of Christ shouldn't have to ask people, beg people to serve in ministry. That's about giving them your resource. If you can sing, you should sing. If you are a leader, you should lead. If you are a minister, you should minister. If you're good with finances, you should be in that arena. Am I talking to anybody? <laughs> okay. <laughs> But when we say we love him with our own heart, once again, it's giving him priority in our lives. So on Sunday or whatever day you go to worship, that should be the first place you go. You think about on that day. You should plan your schedule around his day. 
Now, I know there's times where we go on vacation. I know there's times where there's emergencies and things like that. But if you are, all I'm trying to say, if you make him a priority, the same way you look at that football game, that basketball game, or, or whatever that event is, at all costs, you're giving him all your heart. Jerry, you got anything good? We good. How has, this is a question I want, want to ask, and then I'm, I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> How has trusting in God brought you peace in difficult times? How has, because I always want to stop with a question, because I want to leave you thinking about what has been taught. How has trusting in God brought you peace in difficult times? This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505.